0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Resilient Health Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Darren Ingalls, and today I want to talk a little bit about pain. I think you know, all of us at some point in our life have an experience with pain, and sometimes it's acute pain, and sometimes it's chronic pain, and pain can manifest in many different ways, but uh, my my guest today is Jane Hogan, and Jane is a pain expert, and I'll let Jane tell a little bit about her own story and how she came to become an expert in pain. But, you know, we're going to talk a lot about, you know, how pain, you know, manifests in so many different ways, but there's so much more to pain than just the physical aspect of it. There really is sort of this, you know, emotional, spiritual, uh, sort of psychoenergetic aspect of pain that I really want to kind of dive deep in. So, Jane, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Darren, thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. It's an honor. So I know, I know you get your own
0: story and I think it'd be great if you could just share with the audience, know how you, you know, I think we all have our own personal health, <laughs> you know, story that kind of shapes, you know, the way we interact with different aspects of medicine. And I know it's the case for you. So can you just tell a little bit about, you know, how you came to be a pain expert?
1: Yeah, I was so far away from being a pain expert. I was a, but, but maybe not <laughs> because I was a structural engineer for 30 years. And it's so funny because in structural design, what we're always trying to do is keep the stress of the material below, well below its capacity. And um, it's kind of like we're no different, right? As people, when we're stressed beyond capacity, our structure fails too. And that's what happened to me in 2016. I, I had a very stressful year and, and actually looking back on it, a stressful life of perfectionism and people pleasing and all those other things. Um, and then I it seemed sudden that I developed this joint pain, but it was really bad. And basically within about three months, I went from being a strong, healthy, vibrant woman to barely being able to walk, getting stuck in rooms because I couldn't turn the door handle, no grip strength, just excruciating pain, uh, which later was diagnosed as rheumatoid arthritis, which, as you know, is an autoimmune condition. And uh, kind of interesting with autoimmune because it's sort of the body rejecting self. And I, I didn't understand that right away. <laughs> I, in the beginning, I was just like, uh, my doctor told me that food could impact, you know, your joints, which I thought was nuts. But I tried it. I cut out gluten and dairy and sugar, like one, all in one. And uh, within about five days, I had a lot less pain. So I was like, OK, I'm not a victim. I'm going to figure this out. Actually, I had like a download from, I don't know what you want to call it. Maybe it was a voice in my head. Maybe it was my higher self. Maybe it was an angel. I don't know. That said, you're going to figure this out and you're going to tell other people about it. But at that point, I was just in excruciating pain is all I knew. So anyway, I kind of discovered functional medicine and started doing a lot of functional medicine things like lifestyle and movement, eliminating toxins and things like that, really trying to get at the root cause. But, you know, it took me another year or so to really understand the mechanisms behind the emotional side, the mental side, and how our thoughts affect our physical body. And There's conscious thoughts. And of course, there's subconscious thoughts, which have been around for a long time since we were little kids, these beliefs. So all of that came into play. But I eventually, you know, did reverse the symptoms. I left my engineering career, became a functional medicine certified health coach. And now just following my passion, I just really wanted other people to know that they could be empowered in their health because I'm sure not the people coming to see you, but the people that are going to conventional doctors are being told, like I was, you'll learn to live with the pain. Take this medication. Uh, Oh, by the way, it's got horrible side effects. You could get cancer, but it's the only choice we have for you. And you'll get worse as you get older and you'll probably be in a wheelchair one day. You know, these are horrible things to tell people. And it's, it's not true. It really isn't true. So that's my big thing now is I just want people to understand that they can be empowered in their health.
0: Yeah, well, you know, having an autoimmune disease myself, having, you know, multiple sclerosis, I think I got a similar, you know, horrible prognosis from my neurologist. And I think this is very common with a lot of autoimmune illnesses. You know, if you're working with a rheumatologist or neurologist, because I I appreciate that's their viewpoint. You know, they see people with chronic pain, they see this as a persistent deteriorating illness that doesn't get better. But in reality, that's not true. And you and I both know that we have a lot of tools in our chest to help reverse, you know, these symptoms, reverse autoimmune disease. And mm-hmm. because autoimmune disease encompasses so many different things, I mean, pain being one part of it, but whether, you know, it's gut issues, joint issues, neurological brain issues,
1: air falling out. <laughs>
0: exactly. You know, our body does have this capacity to heal when you give it the right tools to do that. And, you know, it's one thing, again, for the person who, you know, gets in a, you know, on a bike accident or twist their ankle, you know, pain is a messenger to our body that there's a problem. I mean, in many ways, that's a good thing. It tells us, hey, yeah, let you your ankle. Maybe you shouldn't walk on your ankle and let it rest. But getting right. into chronic pain, you know, I think we're starting to deal with more than just the biochemistry of the body. And you talked a little bit again, and more about this sort of you know, emotional or energetic aspect of it. So, again, I'm going to talk a little bit deeper about that. When people have chronic pain and they're being told that, you know, this is your life, you know, and and maybe you can share a little bit from, again, if your own experience, you know, what was that thing for you that kind of flipped the switch and said, wait, I know that medication might give me some temporary relief, but what was that thing that really said, there's this other aspect I really need to deal with?
1: I think... It was a lot. If I'm looking back on it, it was a lot of things over my whole life. Um, I think my parents were sort of my father had a lot of health issues and he was on medications, but he would always try to go off them. And actually, he used to go to this um, center in Utah uh, once a year and he'd go down for a month and they would change his diet. I mean, they were probably putting him on like a, a paleo type of diet exercise and he would go off all his medications. And so I kind of knew that there was something you could do. Um, But I just didn't know how to do it in the beginning. But I don't think I feel like I learned that from my father. But then I went another step because he I don't think he realized how much our emotion, our thoughts and emotions come into play because our thoughts create chemistry in our body. They can, it can create chemistry where our body can thrive or it can create chemistry where our body doesn't thrive. Cortisol and, you know, other, uh, other chemistries that cause our, our body to be in a state of, of fight-flight-fear, that sympathetic state of the nervous system. And also our our thoughts create emotions. Emotions are like they're in the body, they're, they, we feel emotions in our body, right? We, everyone knows what love feels well, like everyone has had like that gut, bad gut feeling, right? When things, so we, like, we feel feelings in our body and those are actually vibrations. And then like the whole, the whole quantum physics thing is so interesting too, how that all ties in as well. Um, you know, because we are energetic beings as much as that, whole concept might seem like kind of wild to people it is actually the truth it's proven by science that we are we are made of energy more energy than matter and we're just vibrating at a slow slow enough rate that it feels like we're we're more matter but we are energy and so we respond to energy we respond to vibrations so thoughts are vibrations feelings are vibrations our food has a vibration, um, our interactions with other people create vibrations. So it's very interesting how I, I think that some of these things that were around for years in ancient spiritual practices are coming together now with the science. And it's like, yeah, they're right all along. It is it is all together. The, the power of the breath, right? And um, all, all these other aspects are just quite amazing how much our body can respond to these.
0: I know. I, I think it's amazing in medicine, how much we we spend time focusing on the chemistry of the body. and We virtually ignore the physics of the body, you know, outside of an EKG of the heart or the EEG of the brain or measuring electrical conductance. You know, we forget that, you know, we are very much electrical beings. And yes. uh, it's interesting when you look at even some of the therapies out there, like, you know, pulse, electromagnetic frequency. It, mm-hmm. but, energy in your body that resonates with your own cells. And again, we have tons and tons of research showing how it helps improve circulation, helps reduce pain, helps reduce yeah. swelling and edema. We've got things like, you know, laser therapy again, yeah, better circulation. These are all basically types of quote unquote, energy therapies. But again, it's really speaking to that low, subtle frequency that our cells vibrate at that either resonates well and helps the cell repair itself and helps the cell function mm-hmm. better. Or if it's something like Wi-Fi, you know, a, a negative energy that might work against it. So, you know, yeah. I know a lot of these concepts for people listening, it, it sounds kind of like they're out there, woo-woo kind of stuff. And I, I, I appreciate that for someone who might be new to this concept. But, you know, what are some, some practical things for people who have been dealing with chronic pain? You know, what's your recommendation? Where do you start? How do you start examining this and kind of digging deeper into that?
1: Well, I, I can talk about how I start with started with me, and also start with my clients and kind of speed up their journey. Um, I, I like to start first of all with um, like creating a vision. Like our thoughts are our thoughts are very powerful. So, creating a vision and hope that people can believe that they can get well, because that has to help them a lot. That has to be giving them. Uh, along the way guiding them along the way so having this visualization uh, a vi- visual of in your mind of yourself as a person that's well believing that you can be well seeking out stories of other people who have healed so that's really important in the beginning to have the belief and have the vision that you can get well and then um cr- really being aware of your thoughts like honestly mindset is huge because when we aren't aware of our thoughts and we're, our, our thoughts, we have like, you know, 70, 80,000 thoughts a day. Most of them are on repeat. If we, if we keep repeating the same thoughts that we've been having, we will keep getting the same body that we've had because the body creates the mind. The body runs the mind. The body creates the mind. Or Sorry, I'm saying that not backwards. The mind <laughs> creates the body right. and uh, the mind runs the body. So our thoughts are really important. So becoming aware, what am I thinking all the time? Like like really trying to slow down so that you can be aware of the thoughts. And then, I mean, it sounds kind of funny. You can't, like, it's not just like about being positive thinkers. Right. But but you do need to have positive thoughts because your thoughts create your reality. Your thoughts create your chemistry in in the body. And so we want to be aware of our thoughts and keep focusing our thoughts on, Even if they can't reach for like a super positive thought, just a little bit better. Affirmations are great ways of reprogramming that subconscious mind because it's a subconscious mind that's running the body. And so the repetition with uh, affirmations I found really powerful Especially combined with feelings, so it's no no good to just say like I'm strong and healthy in my body, like not (laughs) right. You got to really feel it. You tie that with a visual of like what you're doing when you're strong and healthy in your body. So I found, I find those are really powerful. And of course, there's lifestyle things we need to do to support uh, our body. Like with an auto autoimmune condition, there's almost always a gut health component. We've got a fire going on in there, so we need to heal that, right? So it's not like don't ignore your food. You still want to give your, give your body the best chance by having foods that aren't causing inflammation. You want to be getting sleep and movement and um, getting rid of toxins. And the toxins can be the chemicals that, you're, that you could be eating, putting on your skin, even like EMFs you mentioned, those kinds of toxins. So we want to, we want to do all of that and support the body But when we've got our mind with us, we're better able to make better decisions. Uh, So, and breath work is so powerful as well, because it can get us in that relaxed state. It's the quickest way to get ourselves in a relaxed state, get resonance going in our heart and in our brains. When we have that resonance going, we, our cognitive function works better. There's been science, lots of studies behind that. We make better decisions. So then you're less likely to go eat a bag of chips, for example, right? So. You'll make better decisions, so it all starts to come together. Um, and then there's all all these other beautiful modalities as well, like you mentioned. All there's uh, energy modal modalities. There's EFT tapping. There's sound therapy, light therapy, um, all kinds of it, of other modalities that can help as well, help support you. So we're doing everything to try to create a positive environment so that the new genes, as they're as the cells are turning over and the genes are expressing, they're expressing genes of health, not the genes of illness.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it. I, I learned uh, from a guy named Michael Burnoff, uh, who teaches out of Phoenix, and he's a great guy. And I appreciate yeah. that. He, it, it's, it's not just, again, the power of the mind, but really appreciating that we've got this incredibly healing, powerful tool called the brain that we don't utilize nearly as much. And, and what I learned in working with Michael is that, you know, your brain or your body responds very much. Like I said, to pictures, to images more than words. Yes. So that's why just saying the words really isn't as meaningful because your body translates that picture. So I do the same thing with my own patients. I said, look, have a very powerful visualization for yourself of what you're doing when you're well, you know, mm-hmm. what are you with? What do you see? What do you smell? What do you feel? make it, very it sensory because your, your body and your cells really respond to that visual input. And if some people are so inclined, you know, get out some paint, draw it, make art, you know, as much as you can to really make it a very sensory experience. I think mm-hmm. it can be incredibly powerful for people to, you know, start to shift the way that their body changes. And, uh, and I don't know if you're familiar with the work of Bernie Siegel, who's a yeah. cancer surgeon, and he did a lot of the similar things with his cancer patients. And again, He found that, you know, either they went through their chemotherapy and had little to no side effects and some of them didn't do chemo at all and their cancer went away. So we know that the brain has an incredible capacity to heal our body and that includes pain. We just got to tap into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Joe Dispenza has been doing a ton of work too and uh, holds these retreats and people are hooked up to electrodes. He does a lot of these meditations, but the idea is that you're you're emptying your mind, becoming you're becoming a different person than you were before. Um, so you're reprogramming the brain with a new person in the future. You're feeling it. You're doing all of these things to create the new body. You just keep coming back to it. You can't keep thinking the thoughts that you were thinking before <laughs> and expect a different result, right? Um, we, we're not really taught that, though, that our brain creates our body and our brain is running the body but it is, you know, we, we don't have to think about all of these billions, probably of processes that are going on in our body all the time. It just like happens all the time. And our, our brain has the blueprint for the ideal version of us. We, I, I honestly don't think we have to keep creating this version of that's in pain or illness, or even, you know, they used to say that, um, cartilage, for example, wouldn't, couldn't be replaced, but then, you know, that's, being proven wrong, too. So our beliefs are really powerful.
0: <laughs> oh, incredibly. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think it's a good reminder too. you mentioned a little bit about, you know, our genetics. And again, I've, I've heard some people get caught up on, oh, you just got bad luck, bad genes. That's the way your body is. And you're stuck with that. But, you know, when we talk about epigenetic expression, it's like your genes are only part of the picture you know, all the factors, yeah. like you said, you know, your diet and lifestyle and sleep and detoxifying your body. I mean, all of these factors do change that epigenetic expression. And since itself mm-hmm. is really, it's a sensory, it's a sensation, you know, yeah. we can alter that threshold. So look, if you've got a pinched nerve in your neck and you've got two bones that are literally compressing the nerve, you know, that's probably going to need surgery, but we've got so many other conditions where. You know, you go, you get all these images, you get MRIs, you get CT scans, you get X-rays and doctors kind of throw their hands and go like, I can't explain why you have pain. But Mm -hmm. pain isn't always anatomical. Sometimes it's chemical, sometimes it's emotional and it's, and it's how that body's perceiving it. So I I just think it's so encouraging to hear that we've got all these other tools at our disposal to help manage pain so that you're not stuck with a life of feeling. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I I just interviewed for a, a summit I'm hosting. It's called Becoming Pain-Free, Healing the Root Causes of Chronic Pain. I interviewed over 50 experts, including you, um, on, on ha- how to help people um, get out of chronic pain. And it's amazing. There's so many experts that this is what they do. They help people get out of chronic pain all the time, and they see it over and over again. It's not the overriding message is that Pain is not the problem it's just your body telling you that there's a problem and you can get at the underlying root cause heal that and then the pain will go away and I see now for me that this pain was actually a gift because it was wake it woke me up um I was living a life of I mean I did engineering because my father wanted me to be an engineer I loved engineering but I was trying to be a perfect mother, perfect daughter, perfect wife, you know, doing all this stuff. Perfectionism causes illness. There's so many. I've seen this a lot. Maybe you've seen it with rheumatoid arthritis as well. It's a very common theme. People-pleasing and perfectionism kind of goes with it. Having the weight of the world on your shoulders. And, um, you know, that was really contribute that all of that my whole life contributed to that illness. So I see now that it was just a gift. It was waking me up saying, hey, stop. You're meant for more than this. So let's do something about it. And I'm so grateful, honestly, for every part of my journey. I wouldn't be here talking with you now and having this beautiful opportunity to tell other people about this. So it's been really a gift. (laughs) Everything was happening for me.
0: Well, I said, I think life works in very interesting ways. And again, I can only speak from my own experience, having had Lyme disease and overcoming that and then getting MS, having to work through that again, it becomes a a great teacher and, you know, I find a lot of what I do for me, I translates to what I can do to help other people. So uh, our, our gifts, so to speak, uh, have enabled us to, you know, reach people in a different way and talk at that level of understanding, you know, what it's like to go through these these problems because it can sometimes be very frustrating, and again, I know how it is when you sometimes go from doctor to doctor. You try different things; things don't seem working mm-hmm. the way you like. But I'm, I'm glad that you're offering a glimmer of hope here for someone dealing with chronic pain. That there there are ways to deal with it, and again, don't just focus on the physical part. You know, if you're taking the mm-hmm. inflammatories and you're eating well and you're doing all those other things, there's this whole other aspect of your being that might need to be explored. And again, you may find that that starts to open up new doors.
1: Mm, There's a lot. um, A lot of the experts that I spoke to talked about the role of trauma, too. Um, And and it doesn't even have to be big trauma, but childhood things or things that we even interpreted. There's a big connection with trauma and pain and autoimmune conditions and other illnesses. So that's something else that people might want to think about and explore as well.
0: Well, I know everyone listening, you're definitely going to want to sign up and tune in to Jane's summit. And Jane, can you remind us of the dates of when that summit's launching?
1: Yeah, it goes live and it's free for a whole week, July 18th to the 24th. And uh, yeah, so people can sign up and watch it for free. If they sign up now, there's three talks that are available for free. And one of them available right away. One of them is a beautiful sound healing therapy. This lady with crystal singing bowls is absolutely beautiful. And and there's some other ones as well. There's free gifts. So there's a lot of value for signing up early as well. So uh, go ahead and 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 follow those links and, and you can get these beautiful gifts right away.
0: Great. Well, we'll definitely drop the link in the show notes here. So click on that link, sign up for the summit. I think you're going to get an opportunity here, like I said, from 50 experts around the world on different aspects of pain and you're going to get a lot of really great information. So Mm. thank you again so much for joining me today. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing the summit myself.
1: Uh, Thank you so much, Darren, for having me and thanks to your audience for paying attention. And I just really enjoy being here and having this conversation today.
0: Thanks, Jane.